Hello and welcome to another episode. Well, I'm not even wearing a hat, so that's, we gotta wear that. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. You're a dork. Oh my ben, God. keep that in there, please. Thank you. <clears throat> Here we go. Restart. Welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody with me, your host, Jackson Stone, and we are currently in Elite Five Tool Baseball Academy's facility at their gym location place. AKA Training Lab Performance. AKA Training Lab Performance. We'll get into all of that, don't worry. Totes. But I'm joined here today uh, by someone I recently just met, but I've started to get to know pretty well, and I'm excited to have him on the pod. What's up, Scott? How are you? Hey, man. Don't, don't answer that. Wait, I said, how are you? Don't answer that yet. Okay. I'm, all right, I won't answer it. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Scott Reed. What is, uh, I mean, like a little elevator pitch about who you are, what you do. And then we'll, we'll dive into more of it deeper on uh, throughout the pod. Um, okay. So, pretty much, my name is Scott Reed, and I believe in fitness. I like to lift weights and do other physical activities and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. I like to help people from time to time as well. I think you like to help people more than you put more than you talk about. But tell them that. No, I do. I do. I like. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah, totally. But you're a sports performance coach. Yes. In basically a nutshell, but you do online training, you do personal training, Mm -hmm. you do group training, Mm -hmm. and uh, and you have your own kind of uh, performance lab. Yes. So cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work and fun. How long have you been in the fitness industry? Jeez, I started officially like actually legally i guess you would say because it is technically illegal to impersonate a trainer similar like it is to a doctor but nobody cares because you're not a doctor oh really Uh Mm uh-huh it's a true story so i started officially training in 2009 or 10. okay i don't remember exactly which one worked at powerhouse fitness in joplin missouri my first training job i ever had Job of Missouri Powerhouse Fitness. Yeah, I did like... The birthplace of Scott Reed. No, don't say that. I'm from St. Louis, baby. Um, yeah, I did like four hours a week with incredibly mediocre clients who really didn't care. And it was an eye-opening experience. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you get into fitness, anything, you're thinking like, you're going to have a lot of people who are like, I want to get better. I'm going to work super hard. And in all reality, it's not usually that. Right. Especially in not the sports world. And there's a lot of people who train and have, or want to train, want to work out. And I just need to lose 10 pounds. I just need to lose 10 pounds. But they don't realize they need to lose like 50 and create lifestyle changes. And they really don't want to do that. They just think you're going to do it for them. Mm. So it's kind of hard. So I don't really like training normal people so much unless they're like former athletes or at least just like really driven. Yeah, I want to get into the nuances of all that stuff because I think that's really important. For sure. I was a personal trainer for a little bit, for about four years. Um, but now I just get certification so I can train myself better. Which is super cool, too. Which we talked about. Yes. Also for wrestling and stuff like that. But I just want to move well. And it just, I, all this, like, body, mind stuff really interests me. So I just like to learn new things. But, okay, so I stopped you from answering this question at the start. 
because I normally start this podcast in a very specific way. I like to ask a specific question. You're getting to know me a little bit better, so you, you can probably kind of, I don't know, yeah. maybe you can understand where this question is going, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm going to ask you it again, and I, I want you to answer it honestly and openly and share as many details or as little details as you want. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think people use this question um, more often to say hello than to actually ask the question. That's an incredibly valid point. I totally agree with you. So uh, maybe we can change that, starting with this podcast and these conversations. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'll try anything twice. So, so uh, my man, how are you doing? Like, for real, for real. So since I prefaced that I can cuss on this podcast. Yes, you absolutely can. Honestly, cuss. I'm fucking tired. But I live that way all the time, and I'm kind of used to it. Um, I work a lot. I'm constantly fatigued. There's never enough hours in the day. Mm -hmm. I abuse caffeine. And I honestly wouldn't have it any other way, though. So that's how I am, if that answers your question. It does. I have a lot of things on my plate between here and other endeavors in the world that are super like, like I had this really cool conversation with somebody the other day about something that may or may not happen in the future and I almost cried. And I don't cry because crying's for weenies and I'm a man, but. That's sarcasm. It is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so it's really cool. There's like, the future is limitless and super intimidating and I'm excited and already tired. Hmm. Is that a good answer? It's a great answer. I feel I feel a lot of the same things. Yeah. Do you feel like you feel like you're doing what you want to be doing, but also at the same time it gets overwhelming? Hundred percent. Because I, I would not want to do anything else. Right. Like my parents, my dad was like a superintendent of schools, like suit and tie every single day. Oh, awful. I never. My mom was a teacher as well. My, my dad is a doctor in education. Like. What a nerd. Super cool, though. Yeah, super cool. And my mom has her master's in education. And but also not my flavor. Either. Yeah, no, they're both retired. I'm like, that just looks horrible. Like, I wear shorts and a t-shirt to work every day, except for yeah. the wintertime. Showing off the quads. Thighs out, skies out. I said it backwards. These are my favorite Lulu shorts. I just got them. Shout out, Lulu. Um, Lululemon? Yeah. They have great stuff. I'm all about that life. They have really good stuff. Yeah. I hate how expensive they are, but super, super yeah. worth it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like... I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Um, at like this, I love it, but at the same time, I need more hours in the day. I need like eight days a week and thirty-hour days, yeah. and I might be able to get more things done. I think people also don't realize that people who are coaching other folks, whether it be you know personal trainers, strength coaches, sports performance coaches, are only working when other people are off. And so, <laughs> I've literally had your that schedule conversation super like weird. three times this week already. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I work when other people don't work. Yeah. Because other, although today I had a lot of people during sweet times. Um, but it's kind of like a weird, like, joke I've noticed with, like, family, friends, you know, whatever. Like, a lot of people sometimes view this as, like, a hobby mm. and they don't like see my profession as a real profession it's like mm. oh dude you just like hang out in the gym all day I'm like yeah but like i also work hardish too so it's like a lot of grown-ups and professional people undervalue what i do 
which is like kind of disheartening, but I also don't care because, you know, piss off, but. Why do you think that is? Because I, I kind of got that sense too when I was working at gyms. Yeah, it's a big thing. Like, well, because you're not like, even though like I personally think I know a lot more than like a physical therapist, this, this is all not like really true. I've heard almost everything. So I've had to rehab everything and I, oh, you've hurt almost everything. Yeah, like everything on my body from about here down. So you've rehabbed yourself. Yeah, a lot. Well, I've been through rehab protocols. I've, like on most things, I've had to do my self-rehabbing protocols off of, oh, well, I hurt my right shoulder before. This one feels the same. I better start doing what they did there. Hurt, I've torn, I kind of have a torn ACL right now. I don't know if it is anymore. It was. Like the ACL test and that thing like, whew. Oh, and now it doesn't hurt anymore. Okay. Like, I know that that doesn't mean it healed, but who knows? So, um, yeah. But the moral of that story is people view personal trainers as like how they almost used to think of a chiropractor like 20 years ago. Like, oh, you just went to a weekend certification thing. Yeah. Which isn't not true because there are a lot of really bad trainers out there. And which sucks. And I don't like to like shit on other people because anybody in this industry anybody who is in training like you kind of need to motivate like this is all about motivation in this world and because if you don't have it then you're wasting your time but there's so many bad people in it that the outside world looks down on anybody in it almost mm. if that makes sense yeah like oh you're not a doctor you don't know anything shut up right okay that's kind of what I've, I've run into that a lot in a almost 15 year career thing. It's terrifying, I think. It's true. And uh, I think, do you think the, the rise of the, like the social media online trainer? No, I think it's made it worse. Has yeah, I think it's made it worse. Way worse. Yeah. Cause you can't really check someone's credibility there. Yeah. Like if you have a lot of followers or if you just like, I am terrible at videoing things. Like, I don't know how to edit anything. I don't know how to, I don't know what right hashtags to use and blah, blah, blah. But you could have some Insta thoughty who may or may not have paid for her 500,000 followers. And she, her parents bought her this super awesome, you know, computer system that all she has to do is plug it in and it self edits. And she makes these great videos and 90% of what she's doing is still wrong. But people look at her and be like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Or God forbid, they got plastic surgery to make their butt look big and, and their belly's super tiny. And they're like, oh, look at them selling this booty program. I should do that. I'm like, mm -mm. I hate it. I hate Instagram. I hate all social media fitnessness because of that. And it's only getting worse thanks to TikTok too. Yeah. <laughs> but not like bad, the platforms aren't bad. The platforms are cool. It's just people are exploiting it, which is super good. I should do more of it myself but I don't like it. And like, because I don't like it, I have like this fundamental disdain towards doing it. Mm. And some people who do, do it. Even though there's a lot good ones, a lot of good ones out there. Like we follow some great people on the gram. Yeah. And I'm all about some of them and others not so much. Yeah, there's a lot of um, highly curated social media content that is fooling people into presenting a value that they don't actually have heavily oh yeah 
Um, and that makes the ones that are doing it legit with the certifications and the background and the education and mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. and being in the trenches with the athletes, uh, it makes them, you know, less credible because these people are doing these things that aren't mm -hmm. legit. They're not going to actually be able to make you run faster or jump higher exactly. or be better at your sport or lose 15 pounds re in a real way where you can keep it off for a long time. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it makes it more difficult. Joe DeFranco talks about it all the time. Oh, he's super awesome. And dude. he's a legend, yeah. He is. <clears throat> so let's talk, then let's talk about kind of your background and your education, oh your boy. story a little bit. Where are you from? I'm from the Lou and I'm proud. From St. Louis? I'm from Missouri. I was born in like Springfield, moved to St. Louis for high school. Yeah. Um, I played high school football at an incredibly okay school. <laughs> um, random fun fact, I was offered a scholarship to be a cheerleader. That's at, cool. I should have totally taken it. I was a cheerleader in high school. It was a lot of fun. But I turned it down to be a walk-on at a different school to play football. Okay. Probably not the smartest decision, but it's what I wanted to do. So I did that. Um, I went to school at Joplin, Missouri, Missouri Southern State University, home of the gigantic tornado that tore us up in 2012. What's up? And <laughs> 2010, sorry. And I studied Kines. Yeah. And have a minor in business or something like that. That's important because you're running a business. Yeah. I, and in all reality, if you are going to go to school and have any aspirations towards the fitness industry, you should probably get a, a degree in business and not fitness. I use zero of what I learned in school. That's not true. Maybe like 5% of what I learned in my kinesis classes. And don't remember anything I learned in my business classes and which I did. So I would recommend that. That's one thing I tell a lot of people who ask me about fitness stuff. Probably should have said that earlier, but okay. anyways. This is good. Keep going. So yeah, um, got my degree in kinesis. I had to do an internship as part of my degree, and I went to this place called Dynamic Sports Development in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, the guy who was the head, at the time, head strength coach of ORU, the Praying Hands School. Yeah, we played um, them a lot when baseball for my yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. He was the owner of this place. Super cool. You should look into him. His name is Coach JC. He's like a motivational speaker, just about this tall, jacked out his gourd. Really positive dude. Really knowledgeable dude. Yeah. Um, so he was the owner of that place, and so I got to learn a lot from there. They had a dude, I can't remember his name. They had an NBA player who was like eight feet tall from Haiti, which is super odd because Haiti's not really known for being tall. Um, but yeah, so I learned a lot from that place. Um, that was part of my school. Went back, finished up school, moved down to Texas, because I don't know if you've been to Missouri, but it's Missouri there, and I don't like it very much. <laughs> It gets really cold in the winter. Yeah. And I don't like cold. So I moved down to Texas. That's not true. That's just true. I had an option to go to Florida or Texas. And I wanted to go to Florida. Mm -hmm. But I ended up coming to Texas, which was a... I can't really say that either. It ended up being a good move because the place I was going to go in Florida ended up shutting down like six months later. Oh, no. Which, oddly enough, that's exactly what happened when I got here. But thankfully, so I worked at Velocity Sports Performance, oh. which used to be a big name, and it's not anymore. It used to be a big name, yeah. Yeah, it was like the name in sports performance. That The people I worked for had two locations. The one shut down. Thankfully, I went to the other one and was able to continue on in my career because had I not 
who knows what would have happened. I probably would have been like a male stripper or something. I don't know. Ooh, um, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I still think about it from time to time. I feel like you could get it done. Can you <laughs> yeah. drop it low? Oh, I can drop it low. I'll pick it up real slow. <laughs> Not right now because my back hurts, but that was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so moving on. I thought I was going to come to Texas and train a bunch of football players. That's, that's your initial thought. That's what I thought. I was a football player, you know, at heart. Is that who you want? Not were? really. Was, it, was always your initial goal to train athletes? Yeah. Always. From day one. From like, day one. I always want to train athletes. You knew that was Being like... Being a trainer for people is cool too, but I want to train athletes. You want to train athletes. Mm -hmm. that's, that's all I like. Because, but again, kind of go back to the intro, like typically athletes are more driven and focused on what they want to achieve. So right. it's like, it's easier to train that. Like, I'm not a super coddler. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe if you're struggling on a, it's Monday, you had a rough weekend... You know, you, your team just went over all weekend and you suck too. Like, I can, I can poke you in the side and get you gone. But if it's every single day, like, I have to hold your hand, that's not my cup of tea. Right. I'm not, I can, but I don't, you don't pay me enough for that kind of thing. That's not where, that's not where you want to That's not be. my jam. Yeah. Yeah. So, not that people who do that is bad. It's just not my cup of tea. No, it takes a, it takes Some, a different kind of exactly, individual. And, exactly. You know. Um, I always joke, like, my favorite... The person I tried to, like, almost model myself after was my college strength coach. Uh -huh. And one summer during max out time frame, I would always lift in the morning. And I came in and just shit the bed. Couldn't, like, we'll say my clean max at the time was, like, 300. I couldn't even do 275. And he was furious at me, like, like hated me. And I said, Coach, can I please come back in the afternoon? He said, well, you probably shouldn't because you're going to waste my time, but fine. So I came back in the afternoon. May or might not have chugged, like, three Red Bulls and had two scoops of pre-workout, but whatever. And like I was back in the gym, I was grinding and I got like a 315 PR. Yeah. And I, I walked over to him with a big smile because they had to sign your paper in college. And he, he looked at me and he said, you should have fucking done that this morning and threw my paper at me and walked away. I'm like, oh. I love you. <laughs> but, so that's like, I don't know. I like kind of model myself after him, but like, because I expect like, Jokingly, I expect things to get done the first time perfectly without me saying it. Mm. Like, I want my clients to become so good at what they're doing and so f efficient that we can walk in on Monday and be like, hey, are we doing front or back? And they'll be like, I'm going front. And they know instinctually, okay, we're training quads and we're going to be explosive and get rotational. Like, I want, I want to make them that way to where I'm just, like, facilitating. Right. Because they've become almost self-sufficient. And isn't that you being able to pass on your knowledge yes. in a way that they understand it resonates with them? Mm -hmm. So I got a recent client. He may or may not have been on your podcast before. Cody Scroggins. I, I can't. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? May kidding. or may not say. Hey, Cody, um, you probably won't watch this, but that's okay. Whatever, loser. You should. Yeah, he'd be a lot cooler if he did. Yeah. Hopefully your season's going well. Um, so, yeah, he and I actually talked. Like, he got really into this stuff over the offseason. Yeah. He, I don't think he'd ever... Like, he went to Arkansas. It's obviously a great school. Phenomenal strength conditioning program. Yeah. But, like, he never really, like, got into what we're doing and stuff like that. So he would pick my brain a lot more. And, like, why are we doing this? What are we doing this for? What will this help me get better at? Blah, 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 blah. So he would, asking me these questions made him more cognizant of what he was doing. And personally, I think if you know why you're doing specific things, you're going to be more apt to drive yourself harder 
in that particular activity. Like if I'm just squatting because it's Monday and that's what we do on Mondays, then and you may be awesome at it because I squat on Mondays and I like, I mean, I don't like to squat, but you know, can't be little your whole life, so you got to put more weight on the bar. But if as a professional baseball player and you're a pitcher and it's Monday and you know, okay, today we're working on lower body force production, ergo, I throw 95, but 97 is a lot cooler. That, if that's your mind frame, then that makes you better as an athlete and as a client and as a performance server, which is a good word. <laughs> Did you say performancer? Yeah. Performancer. No, that makes, <laughs> that makes total sense. I mean, it always comes down to your why. If you know exactly why you're doing something, you're going to be more motivated mm -hmm. to do it, even on the days where you feel like you don't want to. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you talk about like athletes all the time talk about grind and being gritty and, mm -hmm. you know, being in the trenches and sticking your feet into the ground and figuring out, you mm -hmm. know, how do I get to the next level or what do I mm -hmm. want to be? And that's why training athletes is so fun. Yeah. Because there is a goal in mind. There is a, an aspiration that's like pretty big and like we're helping oh, yeah. them get there. Like and, one of, because I can't say the because I have too many of them, uh, my favorite clients I've ever had is my favorite client because I've ever is like I started training him when he was like a freshman in high school yeah and like through the years obviously he ended up going becoming a first round draft pick in MLB and it's like like he went from just a kid to a fucking animal of a human being that plays professional baseball and hits covers off of balls right like because I got to, like, journey with him, it makes me feel better about what I'm doing, that I'm, like, I have a, like, I'm not just doing this to collect a paycheck. I'm doing this because it's, I'm passionate, and I want to make them better. And, because obviously every kid that walks through this door here is like, I want to play in them. I want to play for the Yankees. I don't even like the Yankees. I want to play for the Cardinals. Yeah. Let's go Cardinals. Cardinals are my favorite team. Dude, hi, hi. I'll tell a story Red why Bird in a second. Uh, do you hear Albert Pujols might come back to the Cardinals? I know. I saw he got released by the I Angels. Like, I am not sure if I really want that to happen. No, we do. But I, I because do love Because think about guy. if he comes back to the Cardinals, oh. finishes out this year, plays next year maybe one more season, ends his, his career as a Cardinal, only playing for two teams, goes in the Hall of Fame with the Cardinals hat on. That's a valid point. That's what we're that. talking about. Even though the GOAT has only ever played for one team. Who? Yachty. What? Yachty? Yachty. Yeah. GOAT. Yes. Hey, Anyways. Yachty, if you want to come on my podcast, just send me a DM. Yeah, you could say hi to me, too. That'd be cool. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> your people call my people. <laughs> um, yeah, so go ahead. I don't know where I was. Oh, yeah, training these kids. Yeah, I'll, I'll so, circle yeah, back. He was my favorite because of that. I wish he played for the Cardinals, but he doesn't. That's okay. But he's, like, on the edge of being in the league, and it's like, I just want, I want it so bad. I can't imagine how they feel. Yeah. Like, I don't even play baseball. And I just, like, I, I want him there so bad. It's really cool for me. Like, it hits me in the feels that I don't have because I'm a man. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, what is, uh, what's your, what's your favorite athlete then to, or what's your favorite sport to uh, train for? With a, with, a, with a person, with a client. Football, baseball. Honestly? Soccer, hockey, professional wrestling. <laughs> um, so it's, it's actually a tie, but it's a tie because 
they're kind of like very, very similar. I like, obviously I like training baseball because of the nuances of training. Like in football, it's a lot of just meat and potatoes, yeah. which I'm a big fan of meat and potatoes. I don't eat vegetables anyways. But You're a big meat and potatoes lifter. Oh yeah, super duper. Um, but baseball and volleyball. I love volleyball. I did a volleyball is my favorite. I interned sport. with the volleyball team when it's I was doing my cool. strength and conditioning stuff at school. I love watching like when the Olympics roll around. That is my favorite thing to watch. They're because it's fantastic just athletes. Freak of nature. They're eight hundred feet tall. They jump through the roof, and the amount of power they put on a ball is terrifying. And they move so quick in this amount exactly. of distance. It's dude. phenomenal. It is probably, in my opinion, it's like the purest display of athleticism. I have a f I've trained a few handful of volleyball players. A uh, chick that went to Florida State, beach volleyball. Nice. Two of them that went there. One chick that played at Campbell, Campbell University. It's like a lower level D1. Um, and I helped with a girl who played at South Carolina Sweet. Beach. I, I've, I've seemed to navigate towards beach. I don't know why. It's just all the people that I have trained happen to play beach it, volleyball. I didn't know they did beach volleyball in college. It's brand I new. It was it's very, well, I say brand new. It's like within five years. That's brand new. Yeah, yeah it's super awesome. Because obviously um, I know they did indoor course, volleyball, yeah. right? Which is like... Like right now I have this girl who she is 16 or 17, I think. I don't know how old she is. But I started training her when she was like 10. Yeah. And I mean, she's just like similar to that other story. I've like, I've watched her rise to the ranks. She's currently on like one of the best teams in the nation. Like a select team? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and she's, you know, ups and downs, injuries, boo-boos here and there, tr trading teams, moving around, blah, blah, blah. But she's like, like, <laughs> she just got an offer from like, I don't remember what school, like a lower level D1, mm -hmm. like to play volleyball for, you know, for free, and right. get great education. She's like, I'm not going to post that because it's not like a power D1. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to get a free education to smack a ball around for an hour. Shut up. But she's like, but, and she's kind of cuckoo in her own right, but that mentality is why I like her because it's like, it's, it's the best or nothing. Like, right. go all out or don't go at all. I don't know how I got there. I asked you a question. Was that the right answer? Of course. Okay. You like baseball and volleyball. Oh, yeah, that was the question. Yeah. yeah. But it goes back to the question because there's so many nuances. Like you train, the one thing I learned in college that I use, multi-planar movements. Mm. So you have, you know, you got your frontal and your sagittal and your transverse planes. In football, most of everything is just, you know, frontal and sagittal. With rotational sports, baseball, volleyball, you tennis. Know, tennis, golf. I love golf. Golf's my favorite activity. Tennis is my favorite sport. I had that I never played. Academic to, advisor to clear and from when I was a foosball player in college was a I don't think I don't remember if she won the national championship, but she was a super high level collegiate racquetball player. Oh my. And she was an animal. And she taught racquetball at school for an elective. I was in I'm I'm a pretty athletic dude, well I was. Yeah. And she was like this middle aged lady and she would just like sit in the back and just do this and I'm like diving doing somersaults. <laughs> all over the court pouring sweat and she's like destroying me like she skunked me like 7-0 i'm like hurt my pride but it was so much fun but yeah really cool sport but the rotational aspect finding ways to do multi-planar movements to create power through different angles is really cool 
to me. At least I think so. So like creating rotational power through both upper and lower body. Because mm -hmm. you can't do one or the other because then you end up with injuries. And injuries are the death of athletes. Not anymore, but that's what we always try to avoid, right? So if we can train movements in here to make you perform better and decrease your injury risk, that is like the coolest thing in the world to me. And I don't even have a medical degree. So take that, doctors. <laughs> no, that is cool, though. Yeah. That is cool. Is there, uh, specifically talking about baseball players now, is there, since we're very repetitive on one side, whether it's our right arm mm -hmm. uh, or swinging with, on our right side or if it's a lefty, is mm -hmm. there something that you do to try to balance that out? Well, in, in the weight room specifically, from that perspective, like we always try to focus on more of a recovery mm -hmm. component to like, I don't want to brutalize your dominant side. Like if you're, especially if you're a pitcher, like we'll use those guys because that thing's super priority, right? Yeah. So again, I actually, in high school, I played a little bit of baseball and kind of tore mine and didn't have surgery because that would have meant I couldn't play football. I think we talked about that. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to kind of lazy rehab that. Like if it flares up, we can do this, this, and this to get it to calm down so I don't have to slice my arm open, right? right. Um, so I have a few like tricks that I like to use for certain types of injuries. I've My knees are my pride and joy because I like to squat. And so a lot of catchers, I use weird tricks and gimmicks to help knees survive longer um, it varies depending on if it's you know medial lateral posterior anterior pain but science words um, depending on what hurts i can do different little tricks or whatever to help alleviate pain and increase performance both in here and out there because if your knees are hurting your pop time is going to suck um, mm. but I always make sure, from a training perspective, we always make sure we train both sides evenly. And maybe if you're super injured or something, like we're doing three sets of 10, but I only want you to do seven on your right and 10 on your left. So we still create it, but since you're a right side dominant, we'll take a little bit of reps off and balance it out by overtraining the other side mm -hmm. to create symmetry. Yeah? Yeah. Beautiful. Um, is there, uh, I know there's obviously individualized training for everyone that you see. Like it's one of the biggest mm -hmm. keys when you're, when you, when you, when you hire a coach, whether it be a, you know, life coach, mental performance coach, a per sports performance coach, everything is individualized to the person. Mm -hmm. And so I understand that. And we'll kind of touch on that in a second, but are there like a few exercises that you think all baseball players should be doing right now to make them perform better on the field? hundred percent. So, for a few years now, I have found this dude on the gram. He created the 90 formula. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh -uh. His name is Dr. Heenan. Heenan. So, like, I fell in love with what he does. I found him. I can't even remember how I found him. But anyway, so he preaches certain certain wow, excuse me, specific exercises. And after conducting and doing my own kind of research more in depth, I've, I've, I kind of tweak it. And I'm not saying obviously he has a, med a, a 
degree in physiology, so he's like way smarter than me. Sure. But like, I don't think there's ever one right answer. But so the big things for me, I guess, comes out to meat and potatoes. Number one is, you know, baseball, we train deadlifts. Everybody in the baseball world likes trap bars. I'm not like the biggest fan of them personally. Like when I train deadlifts, I like to use a straight bar personally. Mm -hmm. But now different people have different needs. If you're a super long femur individual, you're not going to like deadlifts. Maybe you like, oh, the straight bar. Maybe you like the trap bar. Cool, that's fine, whatever. I think, and this is getting off the point, I think a lot of people like the trap bar because it's easier mm. because you can put it into your quads. Now, if I'm training a deadlift, I want to train the posterior chain, so I don't want to use my quads. Can you tell them what posterior chain is? Hammies and butt. The butt is the most important muscle in the world. Don't yep. ever forget that. Glutes. Um, strong glutes, strong body. Facts. Um, so deadlift, any variation, you can go trap, sumo, traditional, whatever. I don't care. That's the number one, in my opinion. Um, from there is where we break it off into some nuances. Unilateral leg power and lunges, step-ups. Um, he preaches heavy barbells on lunging. And like front, back. Uh, my personal favorite, which I don't have right now, um, but I have used in the past, is the safety bar, like the yoke bar here. Yeah. Oh, super awesome. In a perfect world, I would like Hatfield lunge. Yeah. Till the cows come home. And I don't know what that saying means, so we could be doing it for a while. Are you a forward lunge guy or reverse lunge guy? Tomato, either, potato. Either doesn't matter. I like them all. I don't like tomatoes, but I love potatoes. Um, I think technically speaking, we should do reverse um, because of the act, the muscle activation is a little bit more on the uh, posterior chain, a little bit fires a little bit more than glute. Yeah. The drive phase, um, but at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters too much um, as long as you're doing unilateral power development. Now, those are my lower bodies. And, and unilateral just means working one side at a time. Yes, even though technically when you're lunging, you are still working both right. at the same time. Right. But we talk about lunges as like a unilateral kind yeah. of movement. Just um, want to clarify. Good, good question. Um, going from there, you see um, the upper body movement that they preach is pull-ups. I don't really know. He, he wants you to do like, like your body weight, like body plus your weight. And I'm like, that's cool. That's really hard. Um, I think they're, I like inverted rows a lot. Mm -hmm. Not to say that the brain capacity for a lot of youths is a little easier to comprehend an inverted row, I think, than a, a pull-up. Yeah. And it's a pull-up is a pretty hard movement. It's really hard. It's very challenging to a lot of people. I like weighted pull-ups. You have first. to train to get there. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people I have, like, I use two clients I have specifically right now. They are both 17-year-old high school players. Mm-hmm. One is, an, is a field player and one is a PO. PO is pitcher only. Yes. Um, the PO is a little overweight. It's very powerful, much more powerful than the position player. Position player, but overweight, so he can't do pull-ups, whereas the field player can. So I'll use a lat pull. <gasps> a lot of people like to shit on the lat pull as it doesn't train pull-ups correctly but I think it actually does if you just know how to apply it appropriately. Application is the key to anything. Mm. And I think a lot of people, like if you're, 
Yeah, that's not really going to help you if that's how you're on the lat pull machine. But of course. if you're putting yourself in a, a specific position and attacking a specific muscle group with a specific purpose, yeah, it's going to transfer over eventually. Yeah, because the movement patterns are very similar. Well, they can be if you do them yeah, both If you right. do them right, yeah. But I, a lot of people don't like view that as the same thing to me. And it's like, well, you're wrong and I hate you, but okay. Yeah. So, whatever. But anyways, um, I have this problem. I should have warned you. I don't remember where we were. I remember everything. Good, because I'm lost. I just was, did I, I answer the question? Yeah, you did. Okay. I was just asking if there's a if there's kind of a set of workouts oh, yeah. or a set of exercises yeah. that you would implement in kind of everyone's routine, even though that everyone's needs are different thing. and yeah, everyone's yeah, individualized. Yeah. The one other thing I, I personally love doing, which baseball, it's super taboo, is overhead training. People are afraid to, yeah. Any, all, a lot of sports are afraid to train overhead because they think they're going to hurt their shoulder. And in all reality, if you're only going back to multi-planar movements, if you're only training a, a horizontal push and you're never training a vertical push, you're going to put your shoulder at risk for injury if you ever find yourself in a vertical position. Right. So I'm not saying we're going to push press 300 pounds for a baseball player, but I might do a circuit where we do some form of a dumbbell shoulder press, an Arnold press, or maybe a lightweight barbell press right supersetted with another heavier or dynamic chest exercise mm -hmm. so we're still getting a lot of functional purpose but now we're creating a much stronger shoulder because we're training multiple angles attacking the shoulder right right this is like one of the most mobile joints in the body and to only think that i can train it one way and to only train it one way is super irresponsible it's limiting also very Mm -hmm. Like I like the There's, one where you have here and you hold one up. Yeah, super awesome. You know, because people all the time do the farmer's carry walk mm -hmm. with the, the thing up here. So what's mm -hmm. the difference between that and then just adding a little press? It's a great question. You know, because you're also getting some stabilization on mm -hmm. each side as well. Yes. So Big fan of those. Yeah. And you, you're not, those aren't meant to go heavy. No, 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 no. And so it's still, you're still it's keeping like your shoulders safe. It's kind of like a Turkish get up. Yeah. Like having two torn rotator cuffs, one two dislocations and a sublux in each shoulder. Turkish get-ups are a shoulder rehab activity. They're amazing. And that's literally, let's stick my arm up and see if I can keep it up while I stand up. Right. Oh man, that sounds dangerous according to baseball players. No. It's one of the best exercises. Super awesome. Yeah. But again, it's, it's, it's how can I maintain while creating rotation and safety through my shoulders, range of motion, right? Yeah. And so it's, I don't know. And I don't have very good shoulders because of all my injuries, but I can accommodate myself through other means. But Yeah. Hmm. That's good. Baseball players, listen. Shout out. <clears throat> what else you got for me, homie? I, I, could, I, I could talk all day, dude. Yeah, no, I like it. It's good. You just got to get me going. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I want to talk about what you're doing. What am I doing? Yeah. Oh boy. All the stuff that you got going on. Like personally, yeah. like perform like athletically or like lifely? Either either one, either or. Okay. We'll go with the easier one. Okay. Athletically. So I do jujitsu. Yeah. That's why this thing looks weird. Um I'm like okay. I'm incredibly above average. Um You you had a couple fights recently. I did, I did. It was a lot of fun. Um I like as an athlete, I like to compete. Mm -hmm. So jujitsu is a fun thing that I can compete at. It's like a mano-a-mano kind of thing, which is cool. 
Um, so I train that. I teach a little bit in that. Um, it's like a weird hobby of mine because it's really strange. Like I'm, it's like it's like I can't describe it. Some people like it. Some people hate it. It's really just one of those things. I really don't even know how to describe jujitsu. People people often call it aggressive cuddling or trying to fold clothes with somebody in it. <laughs> it's like that's exactly what it is. Um, but so I do that for funsies, which sounds horrifying, but. I do that for funsies. I guess from a weight room perspective, my current mission, and this is to show kind of a strength coach's mind frame, but it's also sport specific. I do Olympic lifting, mm -hmm. which is my favorite thing in the world. Which can is you can you also just explain what Olympic lifting so is? Olympic lifting is the snatch and the clean and jerk. Mm -hmm. So, two things that I love, but two things that I do zero with my athletes because high risk of injury, high level of efficiency in movement, and there's way easier ways to train it. So, so these are yeah, like, hold on. We're going to pause on that. I want to double click on this Olympic lifting thing for a second. Okay. Because the reason people do Olympic lifting with their athletes is to train explosive power. The idea behind it is to create triple extension, which is explosivity. Um, but again, the reason I don't do it, especially in baseball, because doing a snatch can be super dangerous for your shoulder. So snatch Again, um, encompasses doing an overhead squat, which your hands are really wide on the bar and you do an overhead squat. So while previously having kept that wide grip and from yanked the it from the floor to yeah. the overhead position. So there's a lot going on there. It's a very complicated, highly, highly technical. Like movement. I'm at my peak. So I, at my best ever, you know, I was, it's by weight classes and I was probably like, seventh in the nation at my weight class and should have been better but had like a horrendous meet and whatever so i'm pretty decent at it mm -hmm. but like and i'm a really good i have a handful of people who compete in it i have a small team which i'm doing that this weekend and it's super it's like pumped and, and not pumped because i'm gonna be out there all weekend long coaching oh yeah you, your team has oh, meet this weekend yeah it's, it's exhausting as a coach. Like that's the hardest part of co of being a coach, in my opinion, because there's so much involved. It's like, because it's like I have to manage each individual lift. We have to time our warm ups perfectly, to appropriate it. So like, when it's time, our turn to go on the platform, to the actual competition stage, where we've warmed up in the back, and we're not making a too big of a jump or a too small of a jump to put ourselves into position to make sure we can make appropriate increases on weight after we're onto the platform it's super annoying wow. and it makes my brain hurt that's sometimes. intense yeah it's a lot of work so it's going to be an exhausting weekend well good luck i hope your dudes crush it man um two of them are females and your ladies crush yeah. it let's go one of them one of them will be her first meet ever she's Ooh. she's very okay um i i think she'll do well one is an old lady really she's actually um she was my first athlete i took to the um national championships so mind you, she's a master's, which means, I don't know how old she's, like 50 or something like that. Okay. But, and she's a tiny little thing. And she, so she was the first athlete that I took to a na national championships as a weightlifter. So that's super cool. Like, thank you, blah, 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 high fives. Um, but, like, as a coach, like, like, I don't think, like, I didn't do anything. I mean, you did all the work. But, but it's, like, it's cool because I helped her go from, like, she could barely snatch a barbell like a grown-up barbell and now she can do like 
85 pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot. And she should be doing more if she listens to this. But, <laughs> um, when she listens to this. She but it's, it's one of, it's like, she's progressed really, really well. And she's like, not a, she's not a spring chicken. So to see you continually progress at any age is super cool too. Yes. Anyways, but yeah, so I've got those two. I've got a young buck. He's 22. This is going to be his first meet. He should do well. He might win. His Let's go, class. young buck. He's a fun one. Um, and then I have these two other, two other guys. One's an older gentleman. Hey, guys. Hey, Paul. How you doing, big guy? We're just recording a podcast here. Oh, is that what you guys are doing? Yeah. Am I interrupting? Just a little bit. <laughs> Anyways. Where was I at? Anyway, yeah, so I have these two guys. One's pretty good. One Best trainers not. in the game, baby! <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's not wrong, though. What a guy. What a character. He's such a goon. I love him. Yeah. One of the nicest people I've ever met, too. Paul. Yeah, absolutely. Owns this joint. He does. He does own this joint. It's a big joint. It's like, a, how big is this facility? It's All huge. There's like it's like 50,000 square feet. There's like 15 cages. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like a full-blown major league Pitcher's Mound. Yeah. A really nice gym with like five racks. Yeah, it's cool. Pretty good it's stuff. Really Anyways, place. so you got a big meet yeah, this weekend. Big meet. Super excited. Already tired. Hence the intro. Um, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I can't wait. All right, so now we got to circle back. Oh, God. I'll reel you back in. But okay. I'm pretty good at this. Thanks, man. I need help. Um, so I, I, I paused you uh, while you were talking about what you're doing specifically to, to touch right. on Olympic lifting. Mm -hmm. And athletes train it for explosive power unless you're uh -huh. an olympic lifter uh -huh. right mm -hmm. you're you're very good at that that's like your sport yeah um but Which other it athletes is a sport it is i don't necessarily call it a sport but i'm good at it and it, it's in the olympics so i guess it's a sport it's a sport it's more like but a heavy activity. other athletes football players baseball players soccer players volleyball players can <sighs> some coaches designate those in their workout regimens for explosive power mm -hmm. i personally think that's not the right way to go i would agree with but you. And I don't do them for myself. I used to do them. We did them in college a little bit, and then I tried to do them when I graduated, and I just didn't like it. It made me feel not good. A great reference point would be it's like if you've never played baseball before, and you're like, oh, today I'm going to throw a curveball. Yeah. Like, no, there's way too many things to know before you do that. So it's very similar to weightlifting. Like, that's just a bad idea. Let me try to throw a curveball or a screwball right day one. Like, no. Right. It's a bad idea. So, so what exercises would you implement for explosive power to try to generate the same kind of results that those would if you were a top-level well, lifter? The foundation of, of everything I do in the weight room is based off of the French contrast method, <laughs> yeah. which basically means heavy lift, dynamic movement. Mm -hmm. So lower body power, lower body explosivity. Yeah, Anyways. lower body explosivity. Sure. Yeah. So heavy squats followed by box jumps broad jumps any lunge jumps um med ball throws anything where you're training a a heavy load on the cns to creating a dynamic movement creates the exact same thing as long as we're training that triple extension um as if i were to do a power clean or a snatch mm. 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 tv timeout no no, no timeouts <laughs> That's good though. You leaving? Yeah, I'll call you guys and text you. Okay. Some programs to go. Sweet. Let's go. Monday, Wednesday, but it's Tuesday, Thursday. Bet. We can do Monday, Wednesday, Wednesday only. 
Pardon me? Text me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. Oh. Cool. I guess Scott and I will be working together for a little uh, high school performance training Let's deal. Go. That's I'm awesome. Pumped. I love the summertime. This episode will come out in June, so it'll be perfect, perfect release for it. What's today? Today's May 7th. When's it going to come out? Like four Is weeks. Today, May 7th? Yeah, four weeks. Wow. Does it take that long to edit? No, I just ha I just like to record in advance. Cause okay, I, no, it's super cool. Because I post a podcast every single week, which is kind of stressful. Oh, dude, I can't only imagine. And so I like to make sure that I have some ready to super go. Good. I'm already looking forward to listening to this. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so <laughs> you're you're performing a heavy, some sort of lift, squat, deadlift, with then an explosive movement, or just squat and then explosive? No, it can be any lift. Like I, So people talk about... When people think about it, explosive training they always think about lower body and jumping mm -hmm. but like i'll do the exact same thing on an upper body so this rack right here is a great example i don't know if you can see these bands over here but again so for frame of reference upper body power and explosivity are the exact same thing as lower body yeah. so maybe we just did a, he a heavy set of dumbbell floor press because if you're a baseball player shoulder health is paramount and i see way too many young kids who should not be doing a barbell bench press. You need to lay down on the floor and protect your shoulders. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so we did a heavy dumbbell floor press. And then we come over here. We have a band here and it's situated right underneath our chest. And we're training explosive push-ups, trying to get as high off the ground as we can, mm. making it fast twitch as well. So the same exact concept as a squat and a box jump, but now I'm doing it with the upper body. Yeah. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Because vertical jump relates relates uh, directly to uh, running speed. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, amongst other things as well. But yeah, if you are a more explosive athlete, you are going to be a faster athlete and typically probably a better athlete. Yeah. And for baseball, it's all about explosivity, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to hit the ball farther. You're going to throw the ball faster. You're going to be able to run all mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. So we touched on that. But you're specifically doing Olympic lifting right yeah, now. Yeah, so I like that. You're it's just training a thing for that. that I like. like yeah. If I could only do one thing ever again, it would be that. Just because. I don't know why. I don't even recommend it for most people. So, yeah. So, right now I am at the ripe age of 31. About to be 32 this year. Mm -hmm. So, my goal for that is by the time I turn 35, I will change age divisions. Technically, it'll be 34, but that's beside the point. Um, I will be able to compete as a master's athlete. Mm -hmm. And my goal, which I, I don't think I can actually do it the first year. I think I'll have to do it the second year, but that's not the point. Obviously, my goal is I want to win the world championships as a master. Mm -hmm. Which, so yeah, that's basically all the obnoxious training I'm doing day in and day out right now is prepping for five years from now. So it's very weird to think like, so five years from now, I have six lifts that matter. And if I don't make those six lifts, then these past five years have been What are those six lifts? Well, I have to snatch and clean and jerk, but you get three of each in a competition setting. Um, and obviously, if I don't lift more than everybody else, then I didn't achieve my goal. Yeah. And I'm a huge failure. That's not true. It kind of is. <laughs> no, it's not. But that's the goal. So that's yeah, what I want to do. You can have a goal. It's good. Yeah. That's what I always... Yeah. Does it make it less hard or... Or does it make it easier or harder to stay motivated since your goal is so far out? For me personally? Yeah. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, because, like, in my mind, I already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, it's already, it, it's already going to happen. Like, there's not really a doubt. 
that I'm going to do it. It's just, man, I, I, I've got to train myself to get to the point where I'm going to do it. Kind of, does that make sense? Mm. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's kind of how my mind works in that area. Like, I have already decided that when I turn 35, I'm going to go to the world championships and win, and I'm probably going to have to lift weights that I've never lifted before, which is kind of odd to think that I'm 31 right now, and in four years, you know, people, don't, people think of strength as a young man's game or a young person's game. Not that I'm old, but, like, it's odd to think that I'm going to get old and be stronger. Yeah. Right? But, you know, <laughs> mama didn't raise no bitch, so. You know. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Good. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And then I have other random goals that I want to do. Like I want to deadlift 700 pounds and lunge like 400. And yeah. Random stupid activities in the weight room, but that's neither here nor there. Well, I guess it is here, but not there. It will be here. Yeah. Probably over there. Yeah. In that corner. The first where spot. Where it says compete every day. Yes. Or it says out, outwork your talent. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Over there. Cool. <laughs> um, so do you have any we're, we're wrapping up here okay I mean we don't have to we're gonna do a part two. Oh, sweet since we're gonna be working together I can't wait we'll like after the summer and how, uh, how all are, these athletes become just freaks yeah. how, our, how our sessions went how our performance I'm thing really went. excited about that how you're doing in your weightlifting I mean I'm already jacked and shredded so it's like I'm yeah, fine I'm, I'm pudgy so and I got the sweet new mullet. You so, do. You do. You know, I need a haircut. But checking that out. I'm going to Mexico in a couple weeks. So I'm waiting until right before I leave. Mexico. Okay, so what would you say <laughs> right now to an athlete who uh, is, uh, is kind of stuck? Um, they haven't really put forth the effort uh, into their physical fitness. They're more into their... Well, you just answered it already, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm, I'm asking you. <laughs> You you gotta you gotta work. How important you is it? Put the effort in. Um, it. I'm biased because I'm a weight room junkie, but it's it's it is the be all and the end all. Like if you're five five. No, we'll say you're. We'll we'll give yourself good stats. Let's say you're six foot. You're six foot one hundred and sixty. This dude's six foot two hundred. But you want to be better than him. You're not going to get better than him by doing the same thing you've done forever. Mm -hmm. You've got to change your mentality. You've got to change what you've been doing. And you have to do things different to expect different results. So unmotivated people, it kind of goes back to earlier. It's tough because it's either, there's, it's a very fine line because you either want it or you don't. And you can say you want it, but that doesn't mean you want it. It's what your actions are going to determine. You got to be about you it. Get. Yeah, don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've I can show you a lot of people have told me I want to be the best, and I can only show you a handful of people who are the best. And it's because of what you do, what you do when no one's looking. It's that stupid thing that you've probably heard all your coaches say. It might be say. cliche, but... Yeah, it's cliche, but it, it's freaking true. It's like, real. If you don't, if you don't put the work in now, like we train hard, so that competing is easy. That's right. Drop the ball. No, drop the mic. We drop the mic. The oh ball. yeah, we're not dropping the ball. No. We're not dropping the ball because we're in the weight room getting after it. Getting. But hooch. we're dropping the mic right here. Yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> for me in my life, weightlifting and fitness uh, have completely changed 
everything, mm -hmm. you know? And now, in, totally. and now being in the mental health field, uh, the same goes for that, you know, group and community, physical fitness, Absolutely. health, some sort of movement. I'm not saying that you have to start this 17-week workout program. No. I'm saying that you have to move your body in some sort of way where the blood gets flowing, you can breathe, and you can clear your head about some things that are going on. For me, that's the weight room. That's stepping into the weight room for an hour and 15, 30 minutes, whatever it is, yeah. and listening to some weird music, Booty Mix 17, Big booty mix. on SoundCloud, and just getting uh, after it. Yeah. But you have to find, if you're not an athlete, Maybe, we're, maybe you're not an athlete. You're totally just okay. a person who wants to live a fulfilled, meaningful life and be healthy. Mm -hmm. You have to start thinking about these things that are going to benefit you. You know, you have to start thinking about your recovery. You have to start thinking about your movement patterns, you know, how much you sit per day, what you feed yourself. All of these things matter and they all affect your body, your mind, and your soul. And that's all encompassing about who you are as a person. So that was a long-winded statement. Preach, brother. Preach. But I could talk, I mean, people who listen to this podcast know I could talk about this for days, but it's, true. it's important. And uh, I think you should, I think I value you enough and you should value you enough to, to want the best for yourself. And that's having a, a plan, a movement plan, a recovery plan, all these things, a plan for your mindset, you know, support system, all these things that are going to add benefits to your life and make you the best version of you, which is all that we want, right? And whatever that looks like in your life, that's just what what I want for you and what you should want for yourself too. So that's all I got. You got any closing thoughts? Man. No, you nailed it, bro. Great job. Thank you. I enjoyed this. Thanks for joining me. Can't we're going to do a part two post our uh, high school performance training Stay thing tuned, that we're going to do. Um, but if you like this, watched it, share it with a friend. Definitely share it with an athlete friend. Yes. Definitely share it with a baseball player friend. Also, if you are a baseball player and you watch this, you should check out my other podcast, which is called Champions Adjust. Um, but otherwise, uh, like subscribe it. to the YouTube channel or don't. Either way, I don't care. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're a lot cooler if you did. I appreciate you watching, and I hope you have a fucking fantastic day. Cheers.